Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo and a very special guest, Sarah Gamanch. Am I saying that right, Sarah? Gamash. <laughs> it's okay. Gamash. All right. That was close. I have trouble reading sometimes. But before we, get in, before we get into today's episode, just a reminder to everybody to please visit our website, EmpireStateConservatives.com. There we have all of our merchandise, the profits of which go back into fighting leftist tyranny in New York and hopefully in the rest of the nation so we can create, once again, free country, free of leftist tyranny and oppressive hate speech laws and all this other nonsense that's going on. But Gabe, I'm going to allow you to introduce our special guest today and give the folks at home the reason why we have Sarah on the show tonight. Okay, so for those of you who might not uh, be uh, up uh, up and up on America Now News, uh, you know, just self-plug there for the great writer and co-host that is me. Uh, Sarah Gamash actually uh, posted a viral video on Instagram where she is getting kicked off of an Alaska Airlines flight for, uh, for not wearing a mask. No, actually for wearing a mask, but not the mask that people actually um, would feel maybe safe or comfortable. I'm not sure exactly or that comes to mind the verbiage that the flight attendant was using i'm gonna let sarah take over uh pretty quick to actually let us know her story but to my knowledge sarah says on her uh, instagram post where this is happening that she was kicked off for wearing a trump mask a trump 2020 mask uh, and to avoid conflict or delaying the flight any further she complied she put on her trump mask and Five, back, uh, five minutes later, the people came back, the attendants came back and said, hey, you can't fly anymore. And they took her off. So, Sarah, let's get into your story. What happened? So, my husband and I, we were flying from Seattle, which is where we're from, to Denver, Colorado, on a flight. And we had boarded the plane, and I was wearing a regular all-black mask. When we got to our seat, my husband sat in the window seat. I sat in the middle, and I said I was going to sleep for the flight. I have a lot of trouble breathing with masks, as most people do. Um, I was starting to feel like lightheaded and stuff, so I put on a mesh mask that I carry, which just means it's a breathable mask. And I put my hood on um, on my sweatshirt, and I turned to my husband to go to sleep. And I figured I could probably keep that mesh mask on and sleep during the flight unbothered. Well, about five minutes before the flight took off, there was the flight attendant who was doing a mask check, which means they go up and down the aisles of the airplane. They want everyone to turn and look at them so they can approve their mask. So because I was sleeping, he tapped on my shoulder, said, excuse me, ma'am, I need to see the mask that you're wearing. And when I turned and he saw that it was a breathable one, he said, that is not acceptable. You need to take that off and put one on the means policies. So he tried to offer me a disposable one. And I said, that's okay. I have another one in my purse. So I reached down and I grabbed another mask. And it says Trump 2020. And it said, underneath of that, it says, F your feelings. And I preface this by saying, I have worn this mask on every single Alaska Airlines flight I've been on in the past two years. Um, and I regularly and i have photos of me wearing that mask on a last flight back in january and it was never an issue i was never told anything by any flight attendant it was inappropriate it was always okay so i was shocked when the flight attendant said no i need to take that one off as well because it violates our policy so he went and grabbed another flight attendant and she that happens you need to remove it and i said well i would like to see your policy because as i stated i've worn this mask before and it's never been an issue 
she was very terrible when I asked for the policy. And she kind of stomped away and said, I can't believe you're going to delay this, you know, for this reason. And I said, well, I feel I have the right. So she came back five minutes later, said, I can't find the policy. And I said, okay, well, what's going to happen now? And she said, you have two options. You can either be removed from this flight or you can put a different mask on. And I said, well, I don't cause drama. I don't want this to be delayed any further, so I will change my mask. So I had a, another mask in my purse, which was just all black, solid mask. And I put it on. And she said, are you going to keep this mask on? And I said, I will. And she said, as long as you agree that you will not put the mesh mask back on or the Trump mask back on, we're good. And I said, okay, I agree. And I put my hood over my head, turned towards my husband to go sleep. And I thought that was the end of it. About 10 minutes goes by and three flight attendants came up to my seat. And this is when I started filming. So if you watch my video on my Instagram, this is the time I turned my phone on. And they said, we are actually still removing you from this flight. Uh, you'll be able to tell by my tone of voice. I'm pretty upset. I'm pretty confused by this because I've done everything they asked me with no argument without making a deal about it. And I said, why? You know, in the video, I'm wearing the all black mask. And she said, because the one you were wearing before made people feel uncomfortable. And because people right. feel uncomfortable, you need to leave. Right. No, I think it's very important here with what you said about the video. Uh, so the video is up on, uh, on Sarah's um, Instagram handle. Uh, it's also up on my Twitter. Um, and what you can see there is Sarah is certainly, sounds upset, but she's not raging at the flight attendant. She's not trying to attack the flight attendant. I mean, Sarah, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but in the video, you seem very passive. You say like, well, this kind of like, it's kind of like a feeling of like, this sucks. Like this whole yeah. drama is happening. And uh, it even says that um, the flight attendant in question here, I believe we discussed her name was Monique from Alaska Airlines. Yes, the one that is speaking okay. in the video, but there were three yeah. total that were involved and another one that made a comment later when I was getting off the plane that was appropriate. Okay, she actually says, that she does not feel comfortable with you on the aircraft and that you are causing drama. Well, let me tell you something. I was recently on a flight to uh, South Carolina. Girlfriend's graduating from the uh, from the army, so congratulations to Ashley, private first class at Austin. Just a little shout out out there. I fell asleep before the plane was uh, about to take off, and the, my mask came down a little bit beneath my nose. I was woken up from my slumber, even though I was by myself, and told you, Scoop, you got you got doing that little like nice little like I'm not trying to impose on you, but I'm still going to be passive aggressive about it, yeah. kind of motion. And she was like, "Put it on." I was like, "All right, fine, whatever." And I put it on. Why? Why was it so difficult? If you complied, you had three masks on you, and mm -hmm. the fact that it wasn't did what now was the F word spelled out in this, or was it just implied? Was it like F dash? No. It was okay. spelled out, and when she said that their policy stated no profanity, I said, that's understandable. Like, when she said they couldn't even find the policy, I was like, you know what, I'll take your word for it. I'm sure there is a policy that says no profanity, so that's fine. I'll change it out. But then when I came back to say that it was because it made them feel uncomfortable, makes me believe it wasn't necessarily because of the profanity, because let's be realistic, we've all flown and we've seen people wear all kinds of shirts, insignia, whatever, that has cuss words on it. Um, so the fact that it was Trump 2020 was what they felt comfortable with was how I did it. And when they also asked my husband to get off the plane, that was actually even, I think, 
the bigger deal in this story is my husband's active duty military. He um, cannot engage in any type of these conversations when stuff like this comes up politically related, mask related. Like he has to follow very strict guidelines per his job, not involved in these situations. He literally the entire time did not say one single word, was wearing an appropriate mask that they were okay with the entire time. And yet he was kicked off the plane with me, just guilty by association because of my husband. And while we were deboarding the plane, the passengers were cheering, yelling obscenities at me, saying, get me off. I mean, every name in the book is being called said that the flight was delayed the flight were okay with that it was okay to make me feel uncomfortable by badgering me and yelling at me and having being bullied by probably 15 to 20 people at that point all at once but my mask was on it made everyone feel uncomfortable so when we were walking off a different flight attendant um said to me how does it feel to be humiliated and i asked what do you what do you mean and she said the fact that you're getting kicked off a plane and the entire back is cheering how's that make you feel so it's almost like they were rubbing it in they're trying to make a mockery out of me um this, the whole situation was appalling i mean evan like what are your thoughts on this because you know we have we always take in a constitutionalist perspective on a lot of stuff. And I mean, what we see here is, I mean, sure, the profanity thing, I can kind of, I can understand, you know, you don't want, you know, kids around and whatever to potentially see that. Um, but at the same time, it's not in the policy. It's all about how this person feels. And we spoke, we've spoken a lot about that on the show. It's about how a person feels versus what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, this is, this is not anything that I'm shocked at. And this really it's not even about the mask. If you were wearing a shirt that said Trump 2020, they would have had the exact same reaction because what the left does now, it's about canceling people who disagree with them. So instead of being able to have a conversation with people, instead of being able to speak your mind, it's if you are not on our side then F you and F everything you're trying to do. And you know, we don't care if you get kicked off. We don't, we don't care if you know, you can't rent a car, right? It's a whole social, um, was it that social um the thing they're doing in China game. no <laughs> yeah the thing for black mirror where you get points when people like you yeah your social credit score yeah it's all about social credit score and they want to cancel yeah. everybody else because they don't want to have to deal with anyone that that invades their worldview and it's absolutely ridiculous that while you were being extremely you know congenial and complying with everything they asked you to do they were like well this person supported trump so we just don't want them on the plane and then it becomes everyone gets to feel so self-righteous that they're cheering that someone else who they don't know is being thrown off of a flight for doing basically nothing wrong for complying. It, it's it's absolutely absurd. And it's a sad microcosm of what's going on in this country right now, because there's stuff like that's happening everywhere that, you know, this is not this is not something that has just happened now to Sarah. This is something that's happening everywhere. It's people getting fired. It's, you know, people getting attacked in the streets. It's people, remember Maxine Waters said, if you see anyone from the Trump uh, cabinet at a restaurant, you know, harass them. Make sure they know they're not welcome. This is the left's new normal. And if we don't push back against it, if we don't speak out against it, and we don't allow people to kind of speak out and be heard, then we're just going to succumb to the mob. No, I mean, 100%. And I, what we find is that it's it's always about how a person feels. It's never been about the science, I feel like, anymore. If we it, let's, let's take this from a scientific perspective. 
as we'll say. Maybe not the Fauci scientific perspective because he's been wrong. And yeah, I know. Because that's another thing. Because when people say, oh, well, Fauci, you got to follow the science. And he, you know, it's, it's scientific to change your mind about things. When scientists will allow the discourse for climate change and not say that it's going to kill us in the next 12 years, that's when I'll say, you know, it's okay to let Fauci slide on this one. But anyways, moving forward. Let's, let's follow the science here. Let's say that, okay, the mesh mask wouldn't protect other people from from Sarah, right? I think we can all agree that that's what they would say. That's their argument. Now, where's the science in having uh, an, uh, something that's obscene? There's no science that's, that's there that says, that, oh, you have to have it, because if not, it's going to spread hatred germs. If anything, they were spreading hatred towards you. They were the ones that are coming at you and saying, Oh well, I don't feel comfortable. And how does it feel? Ha ha! You're getting off this plane. Look at how embarrassed and how shame, uh, how shameful you are. We're going to shame you, ha! But ironically, the main stewardess in your video is the one who's calling, I believe, the other airport or security or somebody, saying that she doesn't feel comfortable because not only are you wearing that mask, yeah. but because she's being recorded. I, I mean, and then you switch it to a different mask. So at that point, they were like, you know what? She's a Trumper. She's a Republican. She's one of those right wingers we hear about. I'm like, wait a second. You're in Air Alaska. <laughs> do, you know, do you know which way Alaska voted this last election for the past few elections? I mean, so like, I mean, um, has anyone reached out to you about this? As far as anyone from Alaska Airlines? Yes. I had one one mail the next day. They were going to try to rebook us on another flight. I was blacklisted. They were trying to put us on a flight the next morning, which we obviously were not going to get on. Uh, and so they said, oh, we saw the Mr. Site. Go ahead and give us a call. Maybe we could do something about it. And we'll talk to you also about the incident because I see there's an incident note in your file. So it was like a lower end person. Um, I will tell you there have been some... I guess whistleblowers, you can call them from higher up in the airlines that have contacted me. Oh, Sarah, I think you lost the audio. Oh, there we go. Now you're back. We lost you there for a second. Did, okay. Did you hear us saying I've, I've had a lot of people contact me from within the industry? Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, we no, we didn't, we didn't hear that part. So if you can please just repeat that part again. That actual, like people within the company, it seems, or the industry, seem to be reaching out to you. Please elaborate on that. Yes, they're reading. Out to me. They're causing for what's happened. I've had pilots reach out to me. That, um, the pilot union is just absolutely fed up with all the political crap that they're trying to shove down people's throat. Um, the fact that they painted all the airplanes, you know took down American flags off the airplanes to put up for Pride Month, that they're promoting Black Lives Matter within the organization. Like people are pissed about it, but they don't want to lose their jobs. So they're being silenced and they're saying, good for you, you know, take this as far as you can go, spread the word. Um, but they're kind of like these silent whistleblowers in the background that um, are feel fearful of speaking out because they don't want to lose their jobs. So it's sad to see that not only are they doing this to their passengers and their customers, they're doing it to their own employees. It's sickening. I mean, this is what happens when you have a political agenda being pushed into every avenue of American society. 
It's not only well now the airlines, which is absolutely ridiculous. You're in the service industry. First of all, the fact that the stewardess was uncomfortable with the mask you were wearing. Guess what? Shut your mouth and do your job. Who cares? You are there to provide a service to somebody. No one cares if you're uncomfortable. Do your job. You know, tell people how to get off the plane if it crashes and serve drinks. Really. It's like, really, just shut your mouth. It's absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous that because she was uncomfortable. It's not like you were sitting there with like with a loaded rifle. It's just like, you know, it makes me a little nervous that someone with a loaded gun is on the plane. No, wearing a mask with something that she doesn't agree with. Okay, fine. You're at work. Shut your mouth. Move on. But the fact that they've been pushing this in every single aspect of our society now has to be politicized is absolutely ridiculous. You know, these people, claim, you know, it's Pride Month. They claim to be oppressed when every major corporation is shoving Pride Month down everyone's throat. Guess what? You're not oppressed. You're the mainstream. You're not the counterculture anymore. Get over it. You, you don't need money. It's all because it's all about money. They want more money, more donations, and they want to be that underdog. And it's not there. It's go on, live your life, and let other people live their lives. But they're not going to do it because they're angry, yeah. angry people. Yeah, no, certainly angry. Yeah, angry they're getting people. away with it. That's another problem. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they really are getting away with it. And that's why we're trying to bring this onto the show here. Uh, for those of you guys who are uh, listening, maybe from different parts of the country, uh, maybe you don't want to fly Alaska Airlines. Or maybe, this is what you really do, everyone go on Alaska Airlines with a Trump 2020 mask, a Trump F your feelings, maybe mute it out and see what happens and ask for um, ask for Monique or Monica. One of the two, either way, you're probably going to get kicked off anyways. So, I, I mean, looking at this, I, I'm try- like I said, I'm trying to find the, the reasoning behind it, but there's no reason other than the fact that it's people's emotions overtaking. And so what you're saying right now, it, that, the, that the pilots are reaching out to you should really say something. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to call for pilots to start boycotting across America or anything like that because, hey, listen, some people got to fly sometimes. But at the same time, companies should start listening to the people that actually work in the industry. That's the issue. When you have these executives that walk around in their suits that, that uh, you know, for the past, like, what, 15, 20 years, they're like, huh, hey, marketing guy, what if we turn gay this month? What do, what do you think about that? You're like, I don't know. I guess <laughs> like you're the boss. Like, for, like that's a, like if you're that disconnected from what it is that you do, you should listen to your employees. You should listen to your employees. Like, if pilots are saying that this is getting extremely politicized, and if the fact that most planes, aircraft, already come with something called the HEPA, not HIPAA, the HEPA, H-E-P-A, uh, the high efficiency particulate air filter that filters out air and actually takes bad air and it chucks it outside of the plane so that you chemtrail enthusiasts might have something there for you to go research on. But aside from that, they have air purifiers on the plane. I'm pretty sure that number has increased on the sense that now you're in a confined area, COVID is among us, so you probably might want to have to actually keep sure, uh, make sure that these measures are put in place. So there's a lot of things here where you're starting to loosen up things, loosen up restrictions, loosen, uh, loosen up the, the rules on everything. But screw that. Screw the science that we've been told to follow for so many years. That's oh, sorry. It feels like so many years. Jesus Christ. For the past year and change. And it's all about how how one flight attendant feels where it seemed as though she was going to try and get security. So I would honestly, I, listen, I don't know if you've done this or not, but make sure you're not blacklisted. 
uh, you know, you're on a no-fly list because you have an incident. And God forbid that that customer service rep that you talk to about this in the future, or if they ever issue an apology to you, like, well, I wonder what your incident is. Oh, a Trump mask. Well, she's never flying again. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what those are. I do, like I said, I've been contacted by insiders, so I do know that this has gone to the highest corporate level within the company. Now that they're involved, I know that security is involved, um, but no one has reached out to me yet, and that is very weird to me. Um, I asked my attorney, which I do have an attorney, out, and he says he you're hoping it's just going to go away that my video went viral and like most things you know it sticks around for a couple days and then it's disappeared and I said well I'm coming for him because I'm going to okay with that and it's not going to disappear and I'm going to make sure as many people know about it as possible because I feel like we need to make these companies we have to end the madness and they're just going to keep pushing the limits and pushing the limits as far as they can and doing this, I can't tell you how many other messages I got from other people with the same stories. They had turned around so they stood out still so that, you know, they were complying so that the political stuff wasn't on the outside and still getting removed from the plane. So there's a lot more going on than what people realize. It just that it it just happened that I have a big Instagram following. I have some higher up friends and I was able to get my story out, but this is happening way more than people realize. Yeah, no, it sounds like, and that's exactly what the point of all of this is. You, you have to highlight what's going on. You have to highlight what these people, their tactics and their bullying, uh, you know, their bullying so that you understand, not just you, but other people understand how it is that, that people really view the world because you'll have, you know, maybe that one, out there QAnon, far cube like conspiracy theories that's out there on the rascal like haha you know if i put on this mask i'm going to be submitting to like the lizard people and causing a ruckus about it versus a typical person that didn't really that was i would almost say pushed and then reverted back to like making a, a bit of a political statement like a jeer in your face and then pulling it back and saying you know what fine i respect your policy i respect what it is that this airline wants of me and i'm going to comply but again, they already saw that you're a, a conservative Republican, so they the red flags right, went up, and it was done for. Same thing happened to me uh, when uh, when we had that yeah. Jeffrey Lux incident, uh, because I was defending the president on Facebook. Next thing you know, this Columbia University professor, who is the uh, deputy chair of political science, goes on and calls me a neo-Nazi enabler, falsely by the way, neo-Nazi enabler, and a, uh, tells me to go drop dead. So. The reason why we highlight it isn't because it's like, ha, likes, followers. No, it's because this is stuff that happens to everyday people. I wasn't asking to be a celebrity. Yeah. I'm sure that, to Sarah, I don't think that you're asking to be a celebrity either uh, on account of this. I don't think you want to be known as the, the person that was humiliated and kicked off of a flight. So that's just stuff that we have to, you know, that's stuff that we have to do. Um, and sir, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your story, how it was that you became a conservative, were you always a conservative, and a little bit about what you do. I wouldn't say I was always a conservative. In fact, in my younger days, that you know, my teenage years, early 20s, I didn't understand how politics involved me or, you know, how it affected me. In fact, I, ha I worked for 
extreme conservative attorney in uh, North Carolina who donates a lot of money to the public parties. And I worked with him for several years. And one point it was during an election and I walked in his office and he asked me who I voted for. And I, I told him I didn't vote. And he said, I can't believe why would you vote, Sarah? And I said, well, I just don't see how it affects me. And I, I was in my early 20s. And like looking back on those statements and that mindset that I had, like I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to tell that story, but, but that's the truth. Um, I'd say probably when I married my husband, who is military, um, I started, for one, I, I saw our lifestyle changed. I saw what he's doing to fight for country and defend our freedoms, which I already had a lot of respect for the military and, and knew that. But then now being, you know, personally involved in it on a different level, kind of open my eyes to realizing they're going overseas to fight for our freedoms and our freedoms are being taken away on our own soil. And we citizens are doing not to fight it. And it's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Sometimes about the stuff that I see um, about our, like I said, our freedoms being taken away. And it's sad that my husband puts his life online. The defenders and then it's going to be right in front of us in America. Um, so I became a lot more passionate about politics at that point. Also, since having children and seeing how bad the world is changing in many ways and realizing my kids are going to grow up in this world. Um, that was uh, like a eye-opening moment for me um, in Washington State, which I'm sure many know is one of the most liberal states there are. The laws that they have passed and the things that our governor has done to destroy this state I grew up in, in is absolutely appalling to me. And so there's just no way I can turn a blind eye to this stuff anymore. No, of course. I mean, what you see it literally like, you know, coming, I wouldn't even say to your doorstep, we'll say in this uh, sense, you know, coming to your seat. Um, and when it's affecting your husband's ability uh, to really go do what has to be done, you know, they even went forward and said, hey, because I was a part of this training, I sat down for extremism in the ranks training with the military. And they said, well, it's not because of what happened on January 6th per se. But the events of January 6th were wrong, and here's why we have to address our military. And when that happens, you know, it didn't mention anything about the BLM riots. It didn't mention anything about, uh, you know, the, the people getting shot in the streets on, on account of it, public property getting destroyed. It focused specifically, almost exclusively, on what happened on January 6th. And I'm pretty sure your husband had to go through that as well. But the left has this wonderful idea that it's like they're able to organize, in my opinion, they're able to organize better than the right. They're able to go forth and say, hey, we're going to be able to burn down this street. We can organize enough people to burn, burn down the street. Nothing happens and nothing's going to happen to us. The same justice system that they support, oh, sorry, that they're against is the same one that's not actually doing anything against them. You hear all the time about January 6th and how there were like 12 or something veterans, albeit officers. So listen, I know a lot of enlisted guys ragging officers, but hey, you guys kind of showed up differently. You would expect someone from the uh, E4 Mafia or someone like some salty sergeant 
just go out there and be like, you know what, I'm going to take over the capital one day. You know, you, you get that, but not the, the <laughs> wonderful, refined, college-educated officers. Um, so with that being said, interesting that you guys did that, but, like, you know their names, but you don't know the names of the people that rioted. You don't know the names of the people that uh, that took people's lives. You don't know the billions of dollars of damages that was done because of their pseudo-9-11 uh, styled January 6th commission where Pelosi said that she was going to subpoena uh, people anyways if it were to pass with her own democratic council. So I mean these are the things that not only affect people on a civilian level. Uh, we can, we're can we about to talk about spying soon uh, because that would uh, entail the NSA and a new version of or a continuation of the Patriot Act. So your right to privacy is going down the drain. But now it's going to a sense where your military isn't able to speak on it, but I have pictures where other members of the military are in uniform on the division website or the or the uh, you know battalion company and the official Facebook, Instagram, or whatever page, social media page of these soldiers and military service members with a pride flag, with a Black Lives Matter fist, with all these things. It's woke. That's what it is. It's our woke military. I mean, Tucker Carlson, which we were also this, this all this is just hinting towards it, is trying to speak out against. So I mean, Evan, let's uh, let's talk about that a bit. All right. I mean, before we get into that, I mean, it kind of segues into it, but this is what the left does, right? They bully and they push people, and they're willing to be the bad guy because it means it pushes forward their agenda. So they're willing to ruin your life. They're willing to burn down the city because they say that it's in the name of a righteous cause. And they're fine with putting in a totalitarian government, which is what they're doing by spying on Americans for no legitimate reason. There is no legitimate reason for them to be spying on Americans. And this is what they do. They are fine with their brand of selective tyranny. But Gabe, why don't you tell the people, Tucker Carlson uh, says he's being spied on by the NSA and they're trying to deplatform him. Gabe, why don't you give you a little more information on that? Yeah, so you see, this is why this is why Evan keeps me around the show because I can segue into things here. Um, <laughs> so Tucker Carlson goes on his, uh, his show, um, today is Tuesday. Yeah, so yesterday and says that uh, the Biden administration, he makes a claim uh, by saying the Biden administration is spying on us, claiming that an NSA whistleblower gave him an inside tip. Uh, And then he said that, don't worry, I would be normally skeptical about this, but, you know, can you be skeptical only because it's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens? It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like this do not happen in America. As his face was getting more and more twisted and his you know when he peers in and then he confirmed that yeah that he had a whistleblower from the nsa actually go to him and saying that they're monitoring electric communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air that is a quote directly from tucker carlson now some people are trying to compare this to edward snowden i personally don't have the most positive opinion of edward snowden when he's you know in this situation because i believe he sold secrets out to the russians that's just my opinion but i thought i thought he was noble until a point now with the, this whole thing with with um with the alleged the allegations that tucker might be spied on and they're threatening to, to blackmail him it seems like conservatives are always being blackmailed i mean you see the same thing happen with matt gates we don't know if it's confirmed or denied but i can tell you they're processing conservatives a lot more through the justice system than anyone else than any other political ideology that we've seen i mean like sarah what's your take on this 
I mean, it's not surprising to me and it's sad that that's the world we live in that everything like we hear about all the time how they spy on us through our phones and you know like our social media everything is monitored these days there's no more privacy it's all gone out the window um and it's scary and it seems like it's it's getting worse by the day Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, you're, you're, we're being told that we're spied on. And everyone brings up Alex Jones uh, as a joke, like, ha-ha, you're that conspiracy theorist. And now it's like, you are here. Your government has confirmed that it is, in fact, spying on you. Um, I, I mean, I yeah. have, I, I try, and I think everyone here, I mean, Evan, freaking hell, you have a, you have the Second Amendment and the Betsy Ross flag behind you. I mean, I think we all have a pretty extensive appreciation for this country, but it's just when you have political hacks, and we're not talking about just Democrat or Republican, although it's simply Democrats and those elected officials that try to impede on a person's right. They try to impede on the right to privacy. And it, it's really interesting how, if true, because Tucker has also uh, filed for a Freedom of Information Act request. It'd be very interesting to see what this comes about. And even he said, I doubt that this will work. I doubt that this will actually lead to anything. I mean, we, we know for a fact, we know for a fact of how many people were in the Capitol, as I said before. We know that. But we don't know the person who shot Ashley Babbitt. Not saying what she did was right or wrong, but it'd still be good to know, seeing as how everyone wants to investigate it. We don't. We know who Kyle Rittenhouse is, but we didn't really get any information on the pedophiles that were actually trying to beat him to a bloody pulp. I mean, Evan, what are your thoughts? It it really just shows how the U.S. government's being weaponized by the current administration in order to take down their political enemies. And we knew they were going to do this because, guess what? Joe Biden's best friend Barack Obama did the exact same thing. He weaponized the Justice Department to go after conservatives, and this is what Democrats do now. Because they can't win elections on policy, just like they can't win arguments on policy or on facts or on actual things that go on in the world. It has to be, we're going to take you down in a manner so we don't even have to argue with you. We don't even have to go against you in an election because you are now canceled. That's what they are trying to do. They are literally trying to cancel the entire right wing of the American people. No, certainly. I mean, the... The right is right, and the right has been right for a long time now. And there are just people who I find that are in the conservative movement that will actually be or the type to ruin it for a lot of people. And that, that, there needs to be a distinction made about that. And I've said the same thing about, for example, Black Lives Matter. Now, I'm sure, Sarah, using you as an example, if you had a BLM mask, wrapped around your neck, you know, not wearing the mask up to your nose, but below it, underneath your chin, I'm sure that people are like, it's fine, she's one of us. Maybe not, they might have heard <laughs> you once, but they're not going to actually do anything about it. They wouldn't have taken you up because you're like, you're one of us. But now, everything's become so politicized that if you're not the right way of thinking, if you don't mm -hmm. think the right way, you are now going to be removed from your plane. Someone made a, an extremist example because it was a billboard, or like a little A-board that was um, on a sidewalk. And I don't know which city it was, but it's basically comparing like Jim Crow laws to the vaccine and mask laws. While I find that a bit extreme, while I find that someone like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene coming out and saying, hey, you know, the, uh, the vaccine laws and the mask laws are like the Jews of the Holocaust. 
there is a little bit of a would pe- there is a little bit of a question of would people actually take it to that level? I mean, Sarah, in your experience, like what is it that most gets you nervous about this? Does it even get you nervous at all? Do you do you, like what are your thoughts? I guess just in general, whole situation that people are sheep and that there's too many people that want to stand up and fight against this and. Um, they're just being silenced. Like all the plans that the liberals have to find everyone is definitely working. And there's a lot more people on our side than I think we realize, but it just comes down to no one standing up. And it goes back to what you said earlier, as they're better organizing themselves than we are. And that's what scares me the most. I mean, it's, it's definitely a terrifying thing because if you look around New York, right, a governor, oh, sorry, Eva, go by his proper name, Evil Emperor Cuomo, was going to try to make it where every time you went into a building, you had to show that proof of vaccination, right? Show me your papers, which again, is reminiscent of Nazi Germany, but it's not exactly Nazi Germany, right? It's one of those things where, okay, it's kind of understandable. We understand people are scared, but you know, we're not trying to like, you know, put people on trains and murder them yet, even though they did pass a law saying the governor, if he deems you a health threat, can have you removed from your home. But let's digress back to the thing. Now, when I go into places, usually, well, sometimes we'll ask, like if we're going to a restaurant or a bar, and we'll ask, hey, do we need to bring a mask? And a lot of times they'll either just say no, or they'll go, well, it's up to you. You know, if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to wear one, but no one's really going to ask you. And it kind of went back to everyone is getting sick of this nonsense, except for those people who use it as a form of virtue signaling, because you see them all over the internet. It's the same people who, right after George Floyd, were going, we have to use our white privilege to help the downtrodden minorities. And they're the same people who go, I got vaccinated so because I care about everybody and I will continue to wear my mask because I care about everyone. No, you don't. You want to feel important. You want to feel like you're doing something. We already know that the mask is basically useless because if you wear the same mask all day, it's now dirty and filthy. And then when you throw it on the ground in the parking lot, you're now just spreading germs everywhere. So the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. It's all done as a form of virtue signaling. And it's done to give people who have no self-worth a sense of self-worth. So this, again, go back to your story. This airline stewardess, who, again, should just shut her mouth and do her job. Again, you complied at all points of this thing. You put on the regular mask. You took off the one with profanity. She should have shut her mouth and done her job. But no, she needed to feel like she was righteous in the fight against right-wing conservatism. And in order to do that, she had to kick you off that flight because that'll show you. Now you'll think twice before you vote for a Republican. Right, Sarah? (laughs) Yeah, that was exactly it. (laughs) So that's why it's important to me that I I always be someone that stands up for what I believe in. Um, I've never been the silent type. I'm outspoken when I have strong feelings or when I see situations like this. And so, like I said, I try to take this as far as I can. I hope everyone that listens to this shares it. Um, get on my Instagram page to go. Um, at the end of the day, we just need to make the away with it. And that there are people out there that are willing to take a stand and and try to put an end to it and get politics out. Like, like you said, like they, they're, they're the service, provide good customer service. Like, why are you, your goal is to get me from point A to point B safely. At no point does it need to be 
anything to do with political beliefs or political beliefs of your employees. That should be completely out of it. No, 100%. And they're at work. And this is the other thing. This one stewardess, if you were so inclined to really, really hurt Alaska Airlines and organize people to not take Alaska Airlines, stock drops, people get laid off. She might lose her job and have her coworkers lose their jobs because she didn't like your mask. How ridiculous is that to lose have right. you had to lose a livelihood? Have other people lose their livelihood because you didn't like someone's mm-hmm. mask? It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but I was the one causing the drama. Don't forget that when I was trying to sleep repeatedly, getting woken up repeatedly, I was the drama caller. But that's the other thing that goes on with the left a lot, and we see it. It's a reason why we saw President Trump never apologize. Because once you once you apologize to the left, not every single again, this is not every single leftist. This is not every single liberal. These are the people who are out harassing people in the streets. These are the people trying to dox and cancel people. They don't want the apology. They don't care about the apology. They want you gone because you are the reminder that they are not a supreme being in this world. That's what the problem is. So they don't want you to exist. They don't want you to have the ability to wear that mask. They don't want you to have the ability to vote. They don't want you to have the ability to question anything they believe because that's too scary for them. God forbid they were wrong. Their whole world is going to be thrown into flux. It just they don't want the apology. So the apology, the compliance, it does not work because that's not what they're going for. They're going for total dominance and they are going to get people like me, like you, like Gabe sometimes when he doesn't have his eyebrows done because I'm kind of worried about him. When he gets his eyebrows done, sometimes I think he might be he might be an Antifa operative. But they want us gone. That's all they really <laughs> want because they want to live in their little leftist utopia, which we all know will end with government oppression and the deaths of millions of people. Don't you dare compare me to those trolls. I actually take care of myself. I shower. That's the biggest thing. And I don't color my hair. Partially because it's military mandated. People tell me I would look great with blonde hair. But I'm not going to do it. Believe me. (laughs) Not worth it. Gabe, that sounds like a personal problem. And you were supposed to address me by my pronouns, Gabe. It's Pride Month. I am Apache Helicopter. So you will have to address me as that from now on. Yeah, and I'm Abrams (laughs) Tank, all right? It's on the shirt. You know, Instagram wouldn't let me do it. I mean, why would they? I mean, at this point, you can't say much. You can't wear much either. So, listen, personally, I think that that might be a good place to end the show. Evan, you are the, the head honcho here. I was frozen for like the past minute and a half. So I'm just going to say yes to everything that you and Sarah said because you guys are pretty intelligent people. Yeah, so before we sign off, Sarah, why don't you let people know where they can find you on social media? So it's going to be my Instagram page, which is E-N-W underscore Huntress. All right. You cut out a little bit there, but I'm not going to make you redo it. So what we're going to do, people, is we're going to put the link to Sarah's Instagram in the description of this episode. No matter where you're watching it or listening to it, just go to the description and you'll be able to find her Instagram so you can follow Sarah. And Gabe, why don't you give people the first, the most important three handles instead of all 50? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a, uh, a media attention person. Uh, one might say a uh, attention seeker, but that's why you have me on Instagram. I was going to uh, pick I, a different word. I was going to – different <laughs> word I was going to use. I, I'm faithful, Evan. Thank you very much. 
So you can follow me on Instagram at Baron.Montalvo. No, that is not after the president, former president, sorry, before we get mostly false on our on our uh, on our episode here, our fact checkers. No, it is the title of nobility. It's just missing it context, is... and then they can delete our page. That's all they have to do. Precisely. I mean we're almost already done uh, like banned on Facebook, so you 13,000 people. I know you guys love us, so this is where you can find me at Baron uh, dot Montalvo, B A R O N uh, Montalvo. Uh, on Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo, and on Linktree, which has everything to um, all the links to my website, um, as well as anything else I've done uh, there, and Facebook at The Baron Montalvo. So that's where you can find me. And, uh, you know, maybe buy a shirt, but I'll get to that. Yeah, so guys, make sure again, once you <laughs> visit our website at EmpireStateConservatives.com. We have our Pride Month shirt where if you identify as an Apache helicopter as I do, you can let the world know about it. We have our Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom shirt, which Gabe is wearing right now. And guys, we have a lot of great stuff. Once again, all of the profits go back into spreading conservatism. They go back into bringing you great people like Sarah, like we had Sheriff Carpinelli on. We want to help fix New York. And once if we can help fix New York, we can fix anything because New York is pretty far down the drain right now, guys. But we are pushing back. As we all know, President Trump won almost 50% of the vote in New York. So there is always hope as long as you do not give up. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And you can always watch us live on Facebook and on YouTube on just search Empire State Conservatives Podcast, where you can also find us on all our pl audio platforms by typing in the same. So for that, everybody, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom.